Happy Boy Loves Beyonce. Yeah. Every Boy Loves Beyonce. Yeah. Every Boy Loves Beyonce. Yeah. Every Boy Loves Beyonce. I just want to wax her on and off like a sensei. Don't disrespect the hoe. I don't want no gunplay, let me clean up my thoughts Keep it moving just like a one way Hold up, stick on Huey, he starts to irreplaceable Chanel, he keep it real, you know that boy is flawless Be's your favorite artist, and that's without a doubt Time for discussion, you know what we about Every boy loves Beyonce What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Boys Love Beyonce. I am Bugaboo Hugh, aka Sweetness Flowing Like a Faucet. Okay. Okay, I feel you. I vibe with you. And I'm Bugaboo Charnel, aka Ooh Ooh Ooh. I just want to have a good time. We're back. <laughs> Have you not been caught up in the before? I love, like, the I'll listen to just the ending of it, just to hear the little dance instruction part. Oh, man. I love the whole end from the pull up to cold cello. I just, it, it's so those, good. Those, I brought this guy with me. Hey, like him, like, dun, 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 dun. Uh, bitch, I did the damn thing. And she said that. She's like, I did that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm going to fuck up Coachella. She's like, <laughs> she was prepared. Um, we uh, were not. And I've been loving, like, number one, when I first saw Beyonce post a story on Instagram. Right. I was like, oh, she's really serious about, like, life again. Like, she's doing something, but then it's just niggas dancing. <laughs> Which is dope. I love watching them. Um, I like seeing all like the similarities between certain moves and like there's no set way how to do the shit. Exactly. That's my favorite part about it is that there's no <laughs> right way to do it. Is that you it's just like, get to make what it do up. I do now? But you know what's messed up is that you know Beyonce in her vault has a video of her doing the proper choreography. Yes. <laughs> she did it while at the Coachella per- uh, rehearsals. She's her and her dancers just like oh crisscross hop stop stop clap and she's like oh, I'll release it in three years when they keep asking for another yeah, at album at some point like, I'll get, when they forget about it <laughs> I'll remind them if we ever will. Do you remember when the wobble came out and that picked that video of her doing it? Oh, with Jay yeah. And it was like they was like it's the new dance called the B ounce. Uh, no, I don't remember it called being called the B ounce. But I, I remember it being called the Beyonce. I remember her dancing with with some regular folks outside Jay Z Mama House. Yeah, just <laughs> like <laughs> she wasn't Beyonce. Like, girl, I was like, where is Julius? Get in the ho- right. Get in the house. You know, you can't. You can't trust these people. <laughs> I said, you, you know, know what? Somebody these people, got a phone. You know what they smell like? Who are these folks? <laughs> oh man, um, want to jump to school in life? Yeah, let's get it. Cool. So we kind of talked about this yeah. uh, before we started recording, but um, I'm back on scripts. You know, I had to go back on meds. Um, 
word of advice if you are on medication um you know speak with your doctor if you feel like you don't need to be on it anymore and um go about coming off of it that way because i thought i was cool without the zoloft and then shit started crashing and i was like oh my gosh i can't survive for like two weeks um so then i went back my therapist was like yeah you really should you know talk to us before you do that again (laughs) and then my psychiatrist was like yeah you really should talk to me before you do that again so um but yeah they have me on well butrin now as opposed to the zoloft um, which is great because, like I said, I can still maintain function of my penis. Okay. And um, he was saying that it, it could also help with my issues when it comes to like paying attention and focusing and staying on task. My therapist told me I need to stop being um, so impulsive and letting my feelings run my life. And I was like, but it's not my feelings, it's my thoughts. And he was like, same thing. <laughs> right. Um. And I'm just like, so how do I stop being impulsive? Like, I know I need to stop being impulsive, but like, how do I stop doing that? Because I'll start editing and then my mind will go somewhere else. Next thing you know, I am in Adobe Premiere trying to put together a random video or in Photoshop trying to put together something that's completely unrelated to editing the show. But, um, yeah, that that's been my life. So we're gonna see how the Wilbutrin works, and yeah, that's what I have to tell you guys. Uh, consult your me- trained medical professional before you make medical decisions. I agree. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do that. You can't you can't play games with your health and your brain, especially in these uh, in these psychotropic drugs. Anything that helps with depression, anxiety. Uh, things of that nature, you need a doctor's approval before you just stop taking them. Uh, typically, you get weaned off of things. And yeah, so it's like instead of taking it every day, you take it every other day, and then you take it twice a week. And then you, especially if you're on a low dose. So be careful, guys, please. In my defense, <laughs> though, I did kind of wean. It was just an unintentional thing because I kept forgetting to take it. Uh, but that don't make it right. No, <laughs> it does not at all. <laughs> Here, <laughs> but how you school in life, bro? You know, I um, not too long ago, um, I, we talked about it. I think at some point, maybe I, I've been talking about it to everybody. I've been kind of just existing and kind of just been praying that you know God shows me opportunities and I can just take them. Uh, so like I went to the Glad Media Awards about a week or two back, and that was really fun and met some fancy people. Um, and so ever since then, I feel like there's been a lot of opportunities that have opened up. Uh, for me specifically. Uh, and I'm, I can't talk about all of them because they're not real things yet. And I don't want to be like, ooh, this was going to happen to me. But <laughs> I just feel like I've met, I've met some people that can move some things in my life, not specifically professionally or creatively, but emotionally, spiritually, uh, relationally. And I think that's really awesome. Um, the other thing is I'm gearing up uh, to go down to New Orleans, uh, Nolens, uh for Crime. Yeah, for Crime Con. Um, I was looking at the uh, CrimeCon website and they just updated their, uh, their website and it shows us doing a, our, like our live show on their, on their, uh, events, like schedule for the weekend. <laughs> and I'm like, that's me. Like, I'm going to be there. And then, uh, we had this really ambitious listener 
kind of encouraging us to do a meetup um, while we were down there. And I was like, there ain't no one trying to come see us. Like we, like we ain't nobody. You never know. But you know, I was, I was wrong. Is is the point? Is that people were like, no, we are totally into this. How do we go? Like, where are you guys? What bar are you going to be at? Where are you going to? And so we had, we we're planning this um kind of uh, impromptu meetup here um to uh to meet a few, quite a few people. I'm going to say it's not going to be like a hundred people. It's a small bar or a medium sized bar. So I'm expecting like fifteen to twenty five folks to show up. Um, so it's kind of fun. I think that's really cool. And I'm just kind of, again, I'm just leaning into things. I'm taking life seriously. Um, but not taking myself too seriously. And so I, I, I don't know. I'm just enjoying it. And I'm, I'm caught up in this weird move and this weird flow. And I would encourage everybody to do the same thing I did. And I think, um, we talked about it probably like months ago now because we've been gone for so long. But uh, I talked about the vocation and no and how like you can't live a life like that. And I just encourage everybody mm-hmm. to live with this vocation of yes. What are you for? What are the things you're trying to accomplish? Lean into the things that get you there, not into the things that would stop you. Don't worry about the the possible impediments. If they're, they aren't real yet or at all, don't even think about them. Think about what path you're going on. Um, and another damn thing is that I worked graduation last weekend, um, cause I work at a university and I was there all day from 7am to 6pm and yeah, right. It was 10 hours of OT. I was like, give me that. Um, Bless it. <laughs> I am. You know, mama raised a lot of things, but she didn't raise a fool. Uh, but, uh, I was sitting there and I got to watch all these people graduate and I was like, man, you know, in a, a little less than a year's time, that's going to be me. Like, I'll be done. And, but I was like, I'm not going to walk. Um, and I say that, and you can chime into this and tell me if I'm being too abstract for my own good. But, like, the first time around, like, my mama wasn't there, so I didn't do it. I had some health issues, and I didn't do it anyway. Um, and I was like, whatever, I don't need to walk. It's fine. Like, I'll just stay home. I'll eat food. And this time I got really excited because, like, I have had a hand in some of these people graduating. I saw students of mine graduate, you know, and it was like this weird, right. proud moment. And so I was like, man, I would love to walk across the stage. But it's like if I do that, like, again, mama's not here. My family don't really get along. Having to coordinate with people who don't like each other is going to be difficult. And I can't just hope that my successes and my accomplishments are going to be the thing that gets them to calm down and like each other again. And so I was like, oh, man, how about I was like, how about I just not do graduation, but instead spend the day day drinking with my friends, like go to a brunch on a Saturday, um, you know, get a little lit and then have my family plan their own little cookout thingamabob. And I show up there at like 3 p.m. and continue to drink and then <laughs> pass out at 11 o'clock. And that's my graduation day. Um, so it's. I don't know. I don't know, but that's that's where my brain is. I don't know if I'm being ridiculous and I should just do it for the pictures and for because <laughs> I don't. There's no real reason to do it. Like I'm not doing it to right. you know to celebrate with anyone. Yeah, I mean it's it's formal ritual, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of those. So if you if if there's no value in it to you, then why waste your time and money on a cap and gown? sitting in an audience listening to somebody that you most likely don't give a shit about talking for hours um luckily your name is at the beginning of the you know alphabet 
<laughs> but then you have to sit and wait for all the rest of the motherfuckers. So exactly, uh, I, I I can understand, you know, not feeling the you know the the push to go, which is fine. It, you still get your degree. Like exactly, you're not like any you still- less. Accredited. You still gonna mail it um, to me, regardless. <laughs> I would just say maybe you shouldn't drink all day. You know, um, that just sounded like a lot of alcohol. Um, and although I do appreciate celebration, um, you know, that just sounded like a lot. <laughs> well, maybe not all day, but like have a couple of mimosas at brunch, and then. You know, maybe have a nip in the car at noon and then <laughs> like at three o'clock, have a few Sam Adams with my uncles and then have some Hennessy with my cousins and then go home and sleep. You know, I feel like that's a good like wedding reception amount of alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like it, I, I'd rather celebrate with the people I care about than sit in a room full of people I don't know. And have to watch them cheer for all their friends and family members. I don't really like some. So how about <laughs> how about I just stay home and I don't have to get up early because graduation starts at ten o'clock and check-in start at eight. That means I got to get up at six a.m. and no, mm-hmm. no, and call my aunties. Hey, are you on the road yet? No. Oh well, tickets are heating. I not me. Nobody got time. <laughs> nah, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You know what? I won't. Never mind. I don't know why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, um, I'm I'm excited for you and happy for you, and I aspire to be famous like you. Um, <laughs> Not at all. I and wish. And I wish I could be down in Orleans for the show. And Hop on a plane, bro. <laughs> with what money? Up. Steal if you got to. I don't know. <laughs> that leads to jail. And jail leads to bad hygiene products. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, my, my skin has been accustomed to Dr. Bronner's Castile soap. Oh, oh that Fuck sounds like jerkins, rich people What I'm going to do with some dial, and that's why I ain't got no money. What I'm going to do with some dial, <laughs> uh, my skin will be like, what is this? It it will it will repel the soap, so I might as well just be like the white people and not wash. Like, oh my god, can we talk about that? I might as well just not wash my legs. What was like? What like? Stop telling us stuff. <laughs> like I, I, I don't understand. They they are so confident that they just share whatever. Like oh, and and they they're like yeah, everyone does this. No, no, everyone does not not wash the lower <laughs> half of their body. No, most of us do not not moisturize. Like I was so, I, my feelings were hurt for this girl because she knew she was wrong, and people just kept the dragging soap just her. Just runs down. Like no, that's not how this works. You, it's right. not like scrubbing bubbles. You you need to a, a a soft abrasion to the skin to make sure you get the things off. Thank you. Get them dirty cells and ish off of you, bro. Yeah, that was good in life. That was it. We always do this. We don't have any sense. We do sometimes. Uh, I'm glad we did it. But um, part of the reason why we don't have sense sometimes, though, is because there's this one person by the name of Beyonce Giselle knows hyphen Carter, who's yes, you know, she'll mind her business for a while, and then she'll just start doing shit, and it's just like scalp. 
Gone. Follicles. Where? Since? None. I don't have any. She just does what she wants. <laughs> and we accept it. Her world, we are literally just existing in it. We have not done anything to warrant a change in her behavior, so why would she change? <laughs> right. We encourage the bullshit. Oh, 100%. We poke, and pr- <laughs> we poke a bear every day. Where, where's the Formation World Tour DVD? Here's a t-shirt. listen and i really want one of those shirts but again financially challenged um but hey who knows i might run into somebody oh it's like i might run into a a a benefactor or a sponsor oh i like them what's that song is it um it's not lma it's l varner i think sponsor right is that her? Oh, uh, that's Tierra Marie. Oh, what's El Varner refill? When I want, he go and bu- bu- bye bye. Uh, El Varner. El Varner's like, I need a refill. Re- yeah, refill. Mm. Yeah. Yep, that one. That was her. Refill, but um, I need a refill of. You know, I need to refill Beyonce. I need to see Beyonce. I need to be breathing the same air as Beyonce. And I, at my my prayer, my hope, my wish for Beyonce is that, and I know she won't, um, because the bag is the bag, and she's been doing this since she was fifteen, right? But I want her to go back to closed roof um, venues. If she can go back to arenas, that'd be Por great. Favor. Just because Please. I I want to be able to spend one hundred and fifty dollars and be front row again, you know, like I give give me the GA, I'll stand all the time, you know, through your your probably not anymore. She non-existent opening acts because she doesn't do it anymore. I'm like I would just <laughs> I would stand for the hour and a half. Doors open at six. Show starts at eight o'clock. You don't come until nine. I'm fine. I'm quite all right. I just want Listen. I just want that. Give me a place where I can hang out. I don't have to be like when we saw freaking on the run too. It was so hot. We talked about this. Like, mm-hmm. give us a place that will pump AC into this mofo. <laughs> well, you won't get rained on because I got rained on that formation. Oh, we didn't rain. It just it was just the second time. Ah, it was so like people were chugging water. People were like sitting down and fanning themselves at on the run too. I don't know why it was so hot in the stadium, but it just was. And we're outside. Like, wasn't even hot outside. It was like, we were fine waiting in line for drinks. The minute you went to your seat, it's just... So, if she could do that, I would love to see Beyonce again in, like, a regular 20,000-seater. You don't have to go back to these 80,000 or stadiums. I just make it intimate again, <laughs> if that's what you yeah, want to call I would, it. I would be here for it. I would, I would go. Hopefully, I have the coin to do it. Um which is why I'm happy because people kept saying, oh, she's about to go on tour. I'm like, please don't do that to me right now. I don't want the homecoming tour because I cannot afford the homecoming tour. So don't do that. I don't think she's doing that right now. I think, you know, Beyonce always announces her tours in like the spring. So if she didn't do it by now, she ain't going to do it. You know, you might get some music. You and know, I, I, I will take that. <laughs> I, I, I will be happy with that. But, um, Let's talk about music really quick. Let's do it. Because nobody was expecting a Homecoming live album. No, we did. We, I love Beyonce live albums, and we had no idea it was coming. And we get a documentary and a live album. Praise God. Um, 
But when it comes to live albums outside of Homecoming, which one's your favorite? We got the Beyonce Experience audio. We got I Am Yours and the I Am World Tour. Oh man, you know what? I I don't know if I want to pick a favorite. The the one that's me- that meant the most to me, I performed songs from it in drag. Um, is the Beyonce experience just because I think I said uh, like maybe the first episode of the show is that in like 2007 I remember finding out Beyonce had a live concert DVD and looking for I went to Best Buy to find it I went to like Walmart whatever and watching her do that um, and then also realizing that it's available on iTunes I could just listen to it I don't need to watch it any I can bring mm-hmm. it with me everywhere um, her rendition of Speechless her Destiny's Child medley. Uh, you know, right. Amazing. But when you look at the I am world tour, there's so many moments that you gotta love. Like, I love how big halo is at the end. I love, um, the crazy in love, uh, audio, the beginning of it with Jay, like, you know, and like the, the mix, the mashup there, like, it's just so good. You know, it's there, but if I had to pick a favorite now, it's probably homecoming. Uh, just because of how theatrical and well produced and put together it was. I can see it. I, when it comes to live albums, I would go with um, "I Am Yours." Mm. And the reason I say that is because Beyonce experience and Homecoming, those are experiences. Like the 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 visual of both of those makes it so much better. Mm. Not saying that the the audio is amazing. Don't get me wrong, I love it, but. It the audio is much better with the visual to go along with it. Okay. With I Am Yours, I'm not sitting back wishing I was watching it. You know what I mean? I can just sit there and get lost and l- just listening to it. But right, right, right. Beyonce experience like, oh, I want to watch. I want to go home and watch it. Homecoming, I want to go home and watch it. True. So it's just like, it's kind of a distraction from just enjoying her you know, rub up against my eardrums. Um, but Homecoming was amazing. The oh. majority of us had the bootleg version from the first night. Yeah. But, you know, once it dropped, it was like that never happened. <laughs> um, it was like, they had a bootleg version? I did not know that. Uh, I still have mine, though. Anyway, did you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch the documentary? Okay, so let me tell you, let me tell you what kind of hive member I am. Because <laughs> that's not me. There's something special about being up at two in the morning, setting alarms to wake up and watch Beyonce do her thing live at Coachella. But Netflix is a On stream- the weekend. Right. Opening weekend. But Netflix is a streaming service. And unless the end of the world comes, Netflix and cockroaches are going to be the last thing standing. That and Disney. So oh, Disney's going to be running everything. <laughs> Disney took Hulu. Did you see that? Yep. And I was like, someone. I was like, I was sitting on my couch and like legitimately said out loud, "Yo, somebody's got to stop Disney because <laughs> they are they control like every aspect of entertainment except like three percent of it. It's insane." Um, but no, once Disney come out with the internet, it's going to be over. Yo, DC, the Disney Plus streaming service. Guess who's going to pay another seven dollars for another streaming? Oh, service? Me, I am me. Yes, yes, Disney ma'am. gonna have cell phone service. They gonna have internet. They gonna have uh everything. This is 
Disney, it's going to be Disney, Google, and Apple. Right. That's going to be the the battle that, that causes the apocalypse. I mean, if Disney come out with a line of panties, I'll buy a pair just to say I got them. I have Powerline draws that I Yo. got from Target. And I got Lion King draws that I got from Target. And I have on my Powerline shirt now. Maybe love is the reason, reason why. Reason why. Seeing things. My favorite soundtrack song of all. Tevin Campbell did what he had to do. He did. He. I'm gonna send you stood out. I'm gonna send you a video of um. I think the guy's his name's like Stuart Edge or something like that. He's like a YouTube magician, but he also mm-hmm. he's like a cosplayer too. And he did this awesome power line like uh pop up, not flash mob because it was like a concert. There was like a stage at the cosplaying convention, and he just popped mm-hmm. up on it. It was like the whole power line performance. It was amazing. Um, it I was wild. It was wild. I was like, okay, white boy, I see you. Uh, but as far as Netflix goes, no, I did not. I went, to, I went right to sleep, um, <laughs> and woke up to a million tweets about everybody and text messages. Like, did you watch it last night? No, bro. I slept. I tried to watch it at work and I realized I couldn't do that because there was too many distractions, but mm-hmm. praise God. I will say that a few months ago, maybe like two months ago, I purchased a 60 inch television. 4K, oh, you got money. 4K. No, I got I got it rolled back at Walmart, and I came into I went to the casino, and I won like I jackpotted, and so I had extra cash I never would have had. Uh, <laughs> literally, I was there for like twenty minutes. I put twenty dollars in, and I hit like fifteen hundred, and walked away. I was like, I'm done. Don't talk to me. I'm leaving. And <laughs> so I bought this new television, and I was like, it's 4K HD, blah blah. blah. I was like, let me just see what Infinity War looks like on it when I first got it. And I was like, oh, this is crisp. This looks like those TVs you see in Walmart where everything looks like it should be in your living room. So I said, there has to be a reason that they do things like this. And Beyonce has to be the most real thing ever on this television. And when I tell you, when I got home at 6 o'clock, I stripped off and put on my put on my little sweatshorts and leaned on my couch, hit play. I felt like Beyonce was standing on my ottoman. Like, <laughs> oh man. So that's how I watched it. I did not wake up at two or three in the morning to get that gratification. I waited till I was home and tired and I needed to pick me up and Beyonce did it. Mm. Mm. I completely understand. Did you stay up? I, on the other hand, <laughs> took you. a nap and then woke up and I made cinnamon rolls uh-huh. and had ice cream uh-huh. and burned my Palo Santo. And Lord. sat in my living room and watched it like I had never seen it before. Uh, cried, you know, a good two or three times. Um, was moved, was inspired. Uh, went to sleep for two more hours and then went to work. <laughs> and riding that high all day. It was so good. And I didn't, I mean, we didn't know what it was going to be. We just knew it was going to be a documentary. I wasn't expecting to see so much of well I wasn't expecting to see the um the show at all. I was thinking it was gonna be more like Life is but a dream. So did I. I didn't where, realize it was gonna be uh Right. Where it would Y'all know what we mean. <laughs> um but I wasn't I wasn't mad or upset about it. I loved the editing and how they would switch the outfits. It was it was so well put together, so well crafted, so well done. Um, and it was good seeing footage from the second night because all we saw was the first, I mean, the second weekend night. Hmm. 
second weekend? Was it the second weekend? Like, yeah, the second weekend. I'm tripping. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just dope. So, how did you feel about the um, the actual documentary piece of it? No, I appreciate the uh, little pieces. I think my what I love most about Beyonce is watching her process. You know, Thank because you. we because we've seen it. Like we we look at the little pieces you see here and there. Um, like I, I remember, I, we all remember watching her behind the scenes, 2006 VMA performance. And she's like, you can't put blue light on black girls. You can't do that. Like, Mm -hmm. and them not even listening, you know, and to see the, the, the growth to it being like, well, Beyonce's unhappy. We have to fix it now. As opposed to them, they're like, are you sure? They don't even question her now. And Mm -hmm. that, that, uh, that line of, well, I don't see why I should apply more notes until the ones I've already what, what was it like the ones I to the ones I've already shared get uh right <laughs> I was like ooh <laughs> I was like oh she's like I'm not bossy I'm the boss like that is that's Listen, a move I mean I said that yesterday <laughs> uh, it was it was, like like I I her process is, is inspiring um and it really makes me sit back and look how I approach my work. And the effort that I put into it and how much I actually pay attention to the details and to all the parts that make up what I'm doing. Um, And I I make sure, well, I'm learning to make sure I spend time making sure all the parts are right. Right. And then making sure when I put them together, they're put together right. I feel like a lot of what I've been doing like before now has been making sure the product was right and not making sure the components of the product was right. Okay. Um so I'm I'm kind of it helped me to to refocus. Watching her work always helps me refocus and and just gives me different perspective because it's it it's oh, granted her wealth and access to resources definitely um gives her you know advantages it seems that I, that I don't have and that people around me don't have hmm. um time <laughs> what is that I have a job I have to work a full-time job <laughs> right. but it's this being able to see that and have that blueprint to work off of um and to try to figure out how I can mold it and fit my life is is inspiring. And I, I appreciate her giving us those glimpses into how she does it. Um, it was dope. I, was, I want to point out how she stands Nina Simone. Mm. And I love it. I would say she channels Nina, like not a, not in musicality, because I, I would say that Beyonce musically is a little bit more advanced than Nina Simone outside of uh, I wouldn't say like instrumentally, obviously. Nina Simone can oh, sit no. behind a piano and kill you, but I'm talking about in the way that she's able to move. It's the access, it's technology, all these things, the resources that Beyonce has does impact yeah. the way she moves through music. Um, but Nina Simone's energy is what you feel in Beyonce. It's not just the, oh, I'm inspired by her talent as a musician. It's her as a, as her, as an entrepreneur, as a businesswoman, as a woman. Like you hear the stories mm-hmm. of Nina Simone being like, "This is what I want, and this is what I'm gonna get," and like the story of her, like, "Yeah, I tried to, I tried to stab a man because he wouldn't pay me." Like that's, 
<laughs> like that's what you get from Beyonce is that like I know what I'm worth, I know what I want, right. and I'm not taking anything less. So I think that is more why Beyonce like clicks with Nina. Like whew, she's like Miss Simone. Like that I understand. <laughs> like I get it. I love it though. Like that. Uh, I remember oh, Lilac Wine. Sorry. Sorry, I was just like I was thinking about Homecoming. And I'm like, <laughs> I love Lilac. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. And yes. Nina Simone's cover of it is one of my favorites of all time. And it was just a, uh, oh, man, I'll tell you. <sighs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. I know. Because also, I remember back in uh, Life is But a Dream when she was talking about Nina Simone. She's like, when Nina Simone dropped a record, you know, you weren't caught up in her personal life. You cared about the music. And then going from that to Lemonade, when she had Nina Simone playing and showed the, the, uh, the album cover and then the lilac wine in homecoming and then the uh the part of like that first documentary portion of the documentary that was nina simone speaking right i'm pretty sure it was where i'm sorry i missed like that. that first that first part of homecoming yeah why come I can't remember what you're talking? About? It might be the Spike Seltzers. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I probably, I think it was though. I'm trying, I'm, I'm piecing it together slowly. I'm, I'm moving backwards from Lilac Wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what she was talking about. Because so I was like, one, I was like, it's not. That's my. I was like, I was like, that's Maya Angelou. But you, <laughs> I was like, we know the difference. Yeah, I. I, I they don't all sound alike or look alike. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. Nina Simone and Maya Angelou both had that grainy, um, like, old black woman voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do exactly. And so they, were, they had very, 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 very close <laughs> um, of, of tones, I guess. But So they would sound alike sometimes. But uh, no, I'm trying to figure out who it was, too. Jeez. It, it was Nina Simone. Was it? All right, perfect. Yeah. I think what you're trying to ask is why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power? Yeah, that black. Yeah, that wasn't yeah. the one. I like the way she says black too. Like in any interview, she's that black. Like she, yes. she a nut. Like she hits that K. That black power. That black. I'm like, okay, Nina, we get it, feel it. <laughs> I want to hear Beyonce do a cover of Nemekitepa because I love her and Beyonce singing French and I know she can do it. So she might as well. Oh, I mean, you tweet her and put it on Instagram. Maybe she'll put it on a shirt. I don't think she <laughs> I just want Beyonce and Curtis Mayfield and Beyonce and Nina Simone and I will live. Um, be awesome. What part of the documentary hit you the hardest <sighs> hits me the hardest i think i don't know if it hit me the hardest because i was like i think that implies like you know tears like oh it's sad um i love watching beyonce be human because we don't always get that we treated her I mean, it's, her, it's mm-hmm. her own fault because she refused to let us know what her private life looked like until mm-hmm. five years or six years ago um well, I mean, six years ago, it was three years ago, technically. Lemonade is the first time we really knew what was going on. Beyonce, she was talking about having sex with the dude she married, but Lemonade, she was like, I really can't stand this nigga, but I'm back with him. So thank you for listening. 
Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I love watching Beyonce be human. So watching the way she hit that extra skip when she saw the babies coming towards her, I was like, yes. man, Beyonce's a mom of three whole children. Um, but I think my favorite her part. Her children. Right? <laughs> she's going to have at least two more, I'm calling it. Um, oh, gosh. But um, I think my favorite part was when she got back in her formation con- uh, costume, the formation mm-hmm. tour. And she was like, someone call my husband because I need to. (laughs) And she was just so proud of herself and so excited to share it. And I don't think Jay-Z kept the energy he should have for that. But I also don't give him much space anymore. But uh, (laughs) that was my favorite part. I was like, what, Beyonce? Look, Beyonce was, she worked hard to get back to whatever the body type that she felt like she needed to be for herself. Listen, she ate sticks and grass. Right. For months. Worked out. Months. (laughs) And Dedication. And was at the same time rehearsing for this ish, you know, like I, I can't, I just, and she's a new, I can't do it. I don't know how she, I don't know how she manages. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. That the segment where she was talking about the pregnancy and, and working and, you know, she was like, you know, I'm rehearsing and, you know, my body's just not cooperating and mentally I'm not even there. I want to be home with my, my kids Mm -hmm. and, just her talking about the pregnancy and then seeing the footage of her and them kids. It's, it's so heartwarming because it's like my fave is happy and it makes me happy seeing her happy because she deserves that happiness. Like she's given so much just for pop culture in general and she's, she's done so much and like she deserves all the happiness in the world. So seeing her have that that happiness that can only come from being a mother and all that it's like, oh my gosh, she's happy. <laughs> Icon, queen, legend, smile. Yes. The queen of happiness. <laughs> queen of happiness. Your faith cannot express so much joy. Your fave's babies don't make her that happy. Like your fave don't even like her babies. That could be true. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was just, it was really dope seeing that. Um, and then the legend, the icon herself, Blue Ivy, uh, following in footsteps, leading rehearsals, <laughs> checking in on rehearsals. You know, g- giving Beyonce runs, right? At this point, she is crying on key, and she is. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? A prophecy. Yes. <laughs> so she can mimic her mother. But no, it was this. Is it's blue wifey niggas? <laughs> like it really is. It's like, like you thought, like who is the second coming? You're like, oh, Normani is like, no, no, no. Beyonce, let us know. Or like, it, it, no, it won't be. When Blue was freestyling, she was like, I want y'all to know it's not going to... When she was cooing on Glory, she was like, I just want to let you know, like, you give me 10 years and I'm going to take your lives. Like, just... It's that's done. That's all it is. Like, just know that I'm going to be this rapping, singing monster like my mama and that y'all going to have no choice but to deal. And I'm going to be 40 years old, bopping to some 16-year-old's music and be completely okay with it. Listen, <laughs> she made Beyonce put that footage of her dancing. She said, oh... That video of North. <laughs> let me let me show her how to dance real quick. Let me show her what <laughs> she it. tried. But no, um yeah, when Blue Ivy was singing Lift Every Voice, that that was another moment that was like 
oh my gosh, what are these emotions coming out of me? And why are my eyes leaking? So, um, it was just so, it was so, it was so cute. And, oh, uh, I want to do it again. It felt good. Like, <laughs> I want to do it again. <laughs> oh, man. It's, that's a, that, that child is a star. Um, and, and she's headed for greatness. She really is. Can we talk about, did you see that video of JLo's uh, daughter singing? I forgot JLo had children. Most of us do. Um, but <laughs> I was, I was looking at it and I was a little concerned. Uh, only because like Blue Ivy is, you know, Blue Ivy's over here acknowledging her tone and her range at a young age and knowing, learning vocal control and what that looks like and diction. And I'm like, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> and then playing with her voice a little bit, learning how, where she can go, what technique is best for her, for her, uh, her notes and whatnot. And mm-hmm. then I'm looking at JLo's daughter who is basically singing way too loud for how high she needs to go. Cause she doesn't need to, um, a little sharp, <laughs> this is just a little sharp. And everyone's like, JLo's baby can sing. Like, well, her father is the Mark Anthony. I'm like, but her mama is still the Jennifer Lopez. So <laughs> she's, she is singing like good. She's singing well, but it's still not good. Like it's like, whatever. I was like, let me stop shading this little baby. But I was like, JLo also knows she's a little sharp. What she needs to do is teach her baby proper thing. You are a millionaire. Take your baby to a vocal coach before a coach, a vocal coach before you put her on the internet for us to critique is all I'm saying. You know, and, make and- some money off of it if you're going to do it. I was going to be messy, but I'm not going to do that. We love Jennifer Lopez and we love Selena. Um, oh, I love J-Lo, 100%. I just don't yeah. think her kids are talented. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, they're kids. You know, they'll grow and they'll develop. They can't all be Blue Ivy. Truth. But they all should be. They should all strive. Just like they all can't be Beyonce. <laughs> facts on facts <laughs> on facts. Um. And another thing I want to mention too is just the whole number one, Beyonce has just been black as fuck in recent years and mm-hmm. I love it so much. But the the blackness and the not it's not like not surface level black like it's deep rooted cultural blackness that she brought to a stage in front of a bunch of white people and then made a documentary about it and put it on Netflix and it just like views and records are that. But what I love is I remember it was a, a article and Divine Mother Miss Tina was talking to whoever the, you know, pleasant plebeians <laughs> that were giving the interviewer. But she was like, Beyonce pretty much, she told Beyonce that, you know, she was worried about the audience not understanding. And Beyonce was like, well, they can go Google it. <laughs> or something. Beyonce pretty much, they can look it up. I mean, and I'm like, that's true. Because how many famous white people have I had to look up or 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 things from European or or white American culture if that's a thing like it's so many times that we have to look up people and look up things and and learn how to pronounce fucking stuff I can't even pronounce his name now but <laughs> very rarely is it done in in the opposite direction, you know what I mean? Unless it's part of a, a African American history class. Or but even, even then, people let the 
them do things like that. And we do it because it's a means of survival. Like we need yeah. to understand their culture, but also it's a means of, of accessibility because we need to know these things to also pass classes, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, so it's like, we don't know them. We fail. If you don't know black history, it's just a part of the curriculum. It's not the class or so you're fine. It's an elective, <laughs> right? It's something you could choose or it's a chapter in a book of a five month course. So you're, if you, even if you fail that quiz, you're still ending with a 90, you know, it's not like you're, mm-hmm. you're missing out. But if we fail uh, European history, we just fail the class. Like you just don't know. Um, I was actually having that conversation uh, uh, with coworkers the other day. I have a coworker. I work at a university. I said that earlier. And I have a coworker that has the tendency to make fun of names of people who mm-hmm. come across the screens or whatever. And so she'll say things like, <laughs> see, I wouldn't even do that to my child. And her name is like Ashley or something. I don't even know. I, like she's new. And I was like, she's like, I'm listening to this. She's like, I wouldn't do that to my child. Like, you're setting them up to be bullied and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, so who is, bu- first of all, one, who is doing the bullying? Right. People with your mindset. <laughs> Typically less melanated people who have names like John, Stephen, Stephanie, uh, Chris, John, Michael, things like very it's typical. Tra- yeah, very typical traditional names are the people who are making fun of people with names like Charnel. And but the difference between those people and me is that I'll fight you behind my name, you know. <laughs> and so, but in the same breath, she was talking about Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. And so I, t- you can't pronounce none of they guys. So I told her that if you took the time to hear someone say Daenerys Targaryen one time and got it right the first time, if you mispronounce my name ever again, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about yourself because I got two syllables. She got you seventeen. Are- so if they can do that, <laughs> if you can learn Michelangelo, but for example, and Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic and all these other names, you can learn Charnel. And you can learn mm-hmm. Tyrone and Terrell and Jarrell and Jelani and Jay Lins. You can learn those names too. And I was like, you don't have to look it up. Take the effort. Put in the effort because we are yes, just as valuable as you are. And I was, well, that pisses me off because I got a fun name, you know? So, like, it pisses me off to my core when I hear people talk about something. Oh, I don't have to know about your stuff. Bitch, you better get into it. You take it all the damn time. You better learn about it. And that's the thing. And speaking of taking. Oh, no. I tried to give her a chance. Are we doing it? (laughs) I really did. And you know I've been... I've been doing my best. Um, but she tried it. Hardcore tried. She tried and tried it. And failed. <laughs> um, it was it was a fun Twitter moment. It was fun to, to make the jokes about it. But then it was like, okay, I'm going to stop because I don't want to keep giving her attention. Right. But she tried it and her and her friends can go. But it was have you seen Little? No, I have not. It was like I, okay. I missed that wave when it dropped. It was out in the same time as all these other movies that I was seeing and I just didn't have the energy or time. Well, slight spoiler alert. Taylor Swift it's shows a, up d- in the movie. Oh fuck no, I would have left. Oh. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> They um and it doesn't have to do with the plot either, so it's fine. But they do um, they have like a talent show at the at the school, uh-huh. 
and it's called Win like the school is called like Winter or something. So the town is always called Winchella. <laughs> and then they had like the uh kind of like the the pyramid thing mm-hmm. on the stage. So it was very reminiscent of Beyonce's homecoming performance. And I'm like, this this is what you call impact. And this is how you stand. <laughs> Period. Um, and I'm pretty sure they did some of the single ladies choreography. Um slash Bob Fosse choreography. I'll give credit where it's due, I guess, if I have to. I live. Um, you know, unlike some people who rip off entire performance themes that have nothing to do with it along whatsoever. <laughs> um so yeah, it was it was I was like, this is how you stand. Like this the impact she has. <laughs> Excuse me. It was just really dope. Um but yeah, I'm I'm happy. And then Apparently she has two more Netflix stocks coming, so that's going to be fun. Oh, that makes me so maybe happy. one of them will be formation. Probably it's all the things we've been asking for. One of them is going to be an actual documentary, uh, and then one of them is just going to be the formation world tour. Like, yeah, here, Negroes. Gee. Finally, guys, just leave me the fuck alone. And by the time we get that, Netflix is going to be twenty dollars a month. So we please <laughs> don't go up no more. Because <laughs> I'm over here thinking like, is it worth the thirteen dollars? Is it worth the fourteen dollars? No, I already <laughs> got uh, I got Spotify playing for paying for my Hulu because they were doing a promotion. I was like, "Oh, y'all trying to pay for niggas Hulu accounts? You can pay for mine." <laughs> so now, granted, my Hulu is like the basic version now, so I still have like commercials, uh, which I didn't have before. Um, but Spotify pays it every month, so I'm happy. That's an extra what. Seven dollars I save. Okay. That's gonna go towards Disney Plus in a couple months. I cannot wait, bruh. I, I number one, I'm go- I I get to see all the. Well, I have easy access to all the Marvel movies, right? So I can actually go and watch them all. Um, because Endgame made me want to really invest in the whole universe. So that's gonna be exciting. Okay, two things. Two things. Mm-hmm. I just want to say back to what we were originally talking about. Um, tried it. Band was whack. That little walkout was whack. I love Brendan Yuri, so what people won't do is ever talk about him. Uh, <laughs> I want to beep out her name. Right. Uh, In editing. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should probably do that. Um, but no, I, uh, man. I guess I shouldn't do that. Um, the other thing I would like to say, specifically as a person who is a Marvel uh, fan of the source material, so the comic books and also of the movies, um, I was <clears throat> I was disappointed in Endgame. After I once I went home and I sat in it for a little bit, I realized it's a good movie, but it's not the ending we needed or deserved. You know. Mm. Um, and I guess I can spoiler alert it because it's been almost a month. Uh, but I just, I just felt that there was a lot of fan service, um, and not a lot of substantial Mm. plot development. Um, a lot of writing holes. I think that time travel is a lazy plot point and it's always messy and you're never going to get it right. And so because of that, when you look at, at least when you think about back to the future, they stuck to one time theory and one time theory only, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, mm. Endgame, the directors, the writers, producers, no one is in agreement with what the time theory is in the MCU, which is dangerous going forward because what's canon, right? Um, <laughs> right. But my, my issue really was that they set it up, all the promotion, and you can agree with this too, is that all the promo you saw, it wasn't like, there was like the posters, but other than that, all the other promo was the original six Avengers, right? The original six, the right. original six, the original six. Like, this is the send off we need. We're going to see everyone has their own. They're like, everyone has their own special moments where they really show up and show out in this film. And that just wasn't true. Like, mm. the entire movie was the Cap and Tony show. And Thor, they turned into a joke. The Hulk, they turned into a joke. They made Hawkeye and Black Widow essentially obsolete and unnecessary. And they killed off, you, know, you can block this out if you want to, but they kill off Black Widow, you know, for what reason? You get, you get what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's, yeah. like, that was the plot hole that made me dislike the movie and it went from like an eight to a seven was that, 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes, 10 minutes prior to that, Nebula was talking about how Thanos went to Vormir to get the Soul Stone and murdered her sister. And it was like, so, and she explained, this is what happens. You kill for the Soul Stone. You die for the Soul Stone. Someone has to. And she's like, okay, good. And then she comes, they come back from time traveling and everyone's like, where's Nat? Bitch, you know where Nat is. Like, literally, <laughs> they explain this. And you would think that, even if it wasn't, it would be implied that Nebula would explain the sacrifice of the soul stone. But the other piece of this is that Nebula knows the time right. and date that Thanos goes to Vormir with Gamora. Why not take the soul stone from this dude when he I was like, never mind. It's because that's too much like right. But <laughs> <laughs> you could have saved everyone's life by getting the soul stone from him after he retrieves it after killing Gamora. Boom. Plot holes like filled. So Every time I watched, I saw it three times in the theater with uh, two different groups of friends and three different groups of friends. And I love the movie. It's a good movie overall. It's just way too long for what they gave us. And it just wasn't the (laughs) send off I wanted for the original six that have built this universe. You know? Oh, and one more thing since we're talking about it is (laughs) how dare you, Joe and Anthony Russo, how dare you murder my favorite comic book character tied with storm for badass women who exist in the mcu how dare you murder black widow and then have the audacity the the what is that what's the word i'm looking for the temerity the unmitigated gall to have an all-female charge during the big battle scene without the mcu's first female character what oh she was the first yeah she was the first female hero in the mcu she was oh wow she was yeah she was there was iron man thor captain america gets gets introduced no not even that so it was iron man captain america and then iron man 2 black widow gets introduced in and iron man 2 so she was in the third or fourth mcu movie technically and she was the mm-hmm. first female mcu hero and then she's in avengers and when she's obviously the only female member of the team and then you have this all this female charge of every single female Avenger, except when every Avenger makes it to that final battle, except one. That is so stupid to me. And so like I I just I just thought that was so lazy. Like I wanted them all to I, I mean if you're gonna kill people, kill them there. Right. You know, s- brutally and tragically on the battlefield. I want the original six to have this awesome shot of them charging into battle and blah blah blah, or beating up Thanos and taking turns 
something. I wanted Hulk to give Thanos the payback, give him that two piece for fucking him up in Infinity War. That didn't happen. <laughs> like, there's all these missed opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Just like, yeah. And just for the fact that, and whatever, I'm I'm done complaining about it. This is what What About Your Friends was supposed to be for. Um, but <laughs> Endgame is a great movie. It's just so lazy, and I feel like they missed a mark. And for them to say that we've capped this now, it's like there's no makeup for this after. You know what I'm saying? There's no going back it's there it's already out in the universe and it's it's making its money and it's the end of a saga but i'm sad about it because we deserved better so joe and anthony russo i'm never going to take my feet off your necks um please both feet both both feet on both their necks i gotta take they got they each get an hour a day i just it's, it's just so frustrating that that they did that to us and they really they could have done so much better with it and they didn't and to make us sit there for two hours and 50 minutes to give us that pissed me off. But whatever. I'm not angry. You're angry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but Beyonce gave us homecoming. So. Right. You can clip all that out. But yes. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Um, any last thoughts on, on homecoming? No, I did. Uh. I did. I don't have, I feel like I said it all. I think that homecoming is exactly what it, what we, what we knew it was going to be. It was going to be pieces and of things. I realized it was going to be HD, um, concert footage, um, and mixed and mastered. And, but I think that it was some professional shit. Like, uh, hello. This, it was in different areas. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was just amazing. It was just awesome. Um, I think that Beyonce is leaps and bounds and miles and light years ahead of her contemporaries when it comes to not only performing and producing your music, but also the way you deliver it in the way that people get to consume it. Uh, she's, she's keeps finding new ways to do it. And I, I just think that we haven't seen, and it's so crazy to keep saying this every time she does something that, she's going to top herself somehow. And it's just like, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know how, cause we're like, lemonade's the best. She's, this is her thriller wrong. You know, <laughs> then Coachella happens. She's like, this is the best Beyonce's ever going to get. And they're going to be like, ain't wrong. You know, and that's scary. <laughs> it's terrifying to people who are trying to, you know, compete, but we're just trying to appreciate. So it's mm. exciting. <laughs> it's just like, how much is this going to cost me? <laughs> like, that's the other thing. How much money am I going to have to run you and Blue Ivy and them babies, them twins, and your husband? Uh, how much? <laughs> I, I can't. But no, nah, you, you got a, a word to end on the book of B? What's funny is that I don't. Um, okay, I think then. that if I, 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 I don't, but you know what? I will say this. Um, in my in my Bishop, uh, my Bishop Charnel voice, um, I was talking to, I, I released my other podcast on Purchased, uh, Not Perfect. Uh, I released a conversation that to Kenya and I had. Um, and I was talking in the beginning, I, I recorded an intro for it. Uh, just Hebrews 1031 and how we're supposed to provoke each other to act in love and to do good things. Um, and so I, if you want to do not Beyonce level things, but if you are around someone who is grinding creatively, um, we should be motivating them to do things by doing the w- things the way we should, by positioning ourselves in the places we need to be to excel and succeed like Beyonce is doing. She is doing exactly what she was created to do. And in order to motivate other people 
to be who they are meant to be, you need to be doing what you're meant to be doing. So mm. do those things, get in position, stay in your lane, more importantly, mm. and do great things. Hit hit that gas pedal in your lane. Go 90 in yes. your lane. And you'll do great things. Other people will see you going and they'll catch up. We're all on a mission here. And that's it. But go 90 knowing how to drive. Right. Don't get behind the wheel of a car if you ain't got a license yet. There is a Listen. there is a uh, learning requirement <laughs> to driving on this freeway. process. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> it's a process. But, um, well, cool. Well, in that case, <laughs> remember, guys, all roads lead to be. Oh, do you want to tell people where to find you for them on the timelines? Are we done with that? That is what usually goes before <laughs> that. You are absolutely right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Baby Huey. That's B-A-E-B-Y-H-U-E-Y. And you can hear my my amazing voice on Boys of Mariah and on Grow Bro Podcast. Um, and you can see me on Chapter 2 of the web series. On Amazon Prime, we're about to start filming chapter, I mean, season three. Yay. Um, and Kennedy, the web series on YouTube and some other projects coming soon. And yeah, where can they find you at, bro? And all your amazing works. Well, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. I have not finished, uh, chapter two of the web series. Uh, I got them. You have a lot to do. So I. But you know me. I watched those first, what, two or three episodes? Because you know me. I am a cheerleader at my heart. And so I was like, <laughs> I don't care how good or how great or terrible anything is. If you are bad at basketball and you invite me to a game, guess what I'm doing? Coming to your game. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I'm going to finish. I'm probably going to do it tonight. I'm going to climb in bed and, like, watch that. Um, but if you want to find me in the timelines, I'm everywhere. I'm at Charnel B. It'll be in the uh, in the show notes somewhere, I'm sure. If not, sound it out. My name's all over the place. <laughs> um, find me there. You can find me on my true crime show, uh, What Did You Do? Uh, you can find me on my new, I guess you would call it spirituality. It's not so much a religious uh, show because I am outside the bounds of religion as a person. My I, My existence is radical. Um, but <laughs> it is, like, just who I am. Is, is a problem for a lot of people. So uh, I would say find me there. Purchase Not Perfect. It's just where I go and I navigate my own uh, kind of identity inside what we believe to be the church today. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and it's good stuff. Yeah, I, I think it, bless, great stuff, it blesses right? me, you know, and even it even don't bless nobody else. That's what it's meant to do. So, um, yeah, find me there. Look at us busy and grinding and, and trying to be, not trying, working on being the moguls we are destined to be. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to get out. Of, like, once I get, y'all better be careful. If I lose some weight and when I graduate, it's about to be a mess for all y'all. Because guess who's going to have time and a half? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Y'all going to be pressed. <laughs> let me not have to pay rent. It's going to be over for you, hoes. Oh, finito. Snack wrap. <laughs> <laughs> All the way done. But now, yes. Remember, guys, our roles need to be. All right. Until next time, deuces. Do say. That's backwards. <laughs> we out. <laughs> <laughs>